the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening. See, I'm already off my game. I hit the mark early. That never happens around here. We're always running about 30 seconds behind. But it is so good to be back here with you. I'm Randy Corcoran, your pumped-up purveyor of principled, passionate patriotism, and we are back in the saddle, one-armed and ready to go. Our phone number is 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971, cold night, dark as can be. I think we're what, uh, what's the date? It's the 9th, so we're about the 13 days away from the de- winter equinox, December 22nd. And then all of a sudden, the days will start getting longer. Have, have you noticed how fast that happens, John? I mean, it takes forever to get to this darkest day, shortest day period. But then I can just feel it, you know, seeing the sun come up more. And we can start thinking about next year because good God knows I am ready for this year to be over. And, of course, Alexa, always the first texter to virtually every show that plays on 710 KNUS. And I don't know if that includes, you know, the national shows. Alexa, do you actually text the national shows as well? Because she just hit it out of the park just before the show started. She said, I was thinking about you last week since it is six months since Tana went to heaven. I realized this was is the first Thanksgiving and Christmas in over two plus decades without Tana. Sending you love and also physical healing. Sorry about your arm, Alexa. And, yeah, it's last night was the holiday Christmas party for my law firm. And um, I think it had been two years since we did one. And we had COVID one year, and I forget what happened last year. If we did do one, it was not memorable because <laughs> I don't remember it. And, and it was different. Uh, Thanksgiving was hard. And for new listeners, people who don't know, it's actually 27 weeks today since since we lost the mother of my kids and and my wife and that seems like a long time and yet man it's baby steps moving forward but went to this party last night and it was at the Gaylord if you have not checked out the uh, Cirque du Soleil um, it's a a phony Cirque du Soleil but it's very much like it kind of on a much smaller scale but fantastic show they've got ice sculptures out there I know the kids are out there today, or maybe they've already been. But it was very Christmassy, and I haven't felt Christmassy. I haven't felt um, hol- in the holiday spirit. You know, you put on those phony smiles for family and kids and, and, and try and have fun. But I'm starting to, you know, understand that there is still life to be lived, and uh, and that's a great realization and I really, really appreciate people like Alexa. So many of you uh, reached out to me during the week, like, what's going on? I know some shows have been changing here at 710 KNUS, and so I'm not, uh, you know, I've been here like, what, every other week, it seems like, lately, sometimes once every three weeks, whether you like it or not. Um, so it's just kind that people notice, people listen, people want to make sure you're okay, and I hope each and every one of you is having an absolutely 
fantastic preparation to your holidays. Now, I probably should have warned you because you need to get your pencil sharpened. You need to get your notebook out. You need to get ready because it is time. Wait for it. It is time for Biden math. Say that again. (laughs) The putative president in chief, commander in chief, putative president of the United States, creepy, sleepy, touchy, feely, sniffs little children. (sighs) Joe Biden, how bad can it get? All right, we've got some show to do. Phones are already lighting up. 303-696-1971, degrees here in Aurora, 33 degrees over there in hell, always warmer in Denver for some reason. You figure it out. And we do have a lot to do. There was a Republican debate that I'm sure no one watched. I certainly didn't. But I always read about these kinds of things. Many of you know I'm Republican National Committee man, so I have to keep but at least the fingers that are working on my right arm, uh, my right hand, on the pulse of what's going on out there. And there was actually some pretty good audio from that debate. We'll share that with you. I didn't get a chance with Mike uh, when we did the crossover to ask him what he thinks of Robert De Niro. If you're like me, you probably were a big fan of Robert De Niro, you know, Taxi Driver and, I mean, the the Godfather uh, movies. And just he's just a great actor. And a complete son of a bitch. Just a lying, um, pathetic... Well, anyway, he gave a... a, He was... What was it? The Global something. Some, um, you know, media, movie, TV, movie awards. And uh, and he gave a speech. And there are some very interesting things that you're going to want to hear. And then we'll probably do this in the next segment. It's very, very important that you stick around through our first commercial break. And we will get to the phones here before we we take a break. But... um, You've got to stick around because there is some very important health advice, health advice that you need regarding the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus, how to take care of your children as long as young as six months old. And it comes from Health Canada's chief medical advisor, Dr. Supriya. Can't read my own writing. I think it's Supriya Sharma. And it's good. And we'll play that. And then along with the new CDC, Biden's new CDC director, Center for, what is it, Center for Disease Control, the Center for Denying COVID Vaccination Truths. I I don't know what CDC stands for, but um, her name's Mandy Cohn, and she's got some advice for you as well. But before we jump into any of that, let's, um, let's start with a phone call from Steve in Lone Tree. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you, Randy. How are you? Thank you, sir. What can we do for you today? Well, first of all, I've only got I've only got one arm, so I've got to write. You know, you got to speak slowly so I can write. No, go ahead, man. Two questions. One: How is it legal for the Colorado State Legislature to approve this property tax amendment that apparently? Uh, changes Tabor. I thought Tabor had to be voted on by citizens. That's my first question. My second question is, how is Pfizer allowed to run ads without 
telling us the potential side effects of the COVID drugs. Every other drug company, you hear it, you know, could cause blindness, you know, could cause death, you know, whatever. But you never hear that on a, on a COVID ad. Yeah, it, it's such a great point. And I, I'm going to have to probably punt on the Tabor question because I have not paid attention to or read um, what the legislature wound up doing in that special session. So I don't have a good answer for you. Maybe you can give me some more details. But your your point on Pfizer is amazing because if you think about it, and back when I used to watch Fox News, you know, you saw constant ads for different, you know, new prescription drugs and, uh, you know, erectile dysfunction or make your hair grow back or, you know, make your breath better or whatever. And at the end, you always hear, uh, you know, in, at about 90 miles an hour, may cause diarrhea or stomach upset and heart oh, attack yeah, and death yeah. and cancer. And, it, and, they, and they have to go through it so fast. And, I, and it's a legal, legality. Right. It's, it's required. It is. And these drug companies, I believe, and I know this was going on during the CCP virus, um, they had all kinds of exemptions and exceptions. They were, they were operating under emergency procedures. And so, you know, they rushed this stuff to market, and uh, we're watching deaths continue to skyrocket. The numbers in England are just staggering. And, uh, you know, since you brought that up, we can do this now instead of going to the break. Listen to what Dr. Supriya Sharma, the Health Canada's chief medical advisor, uh, what advice she is giving to Canadians. Today I'm here to talk to you about Health Canada's authorization of the new Moderna Spikevax COVID-19 vaccine targeting the Omicron XBB 1.5 subvariant. We've authorized this vaccine for people six months of age and older. The vaccine was authorized after an independent and thorough scientific review for safety, efficacy, and quality. After assessing all the data, we've concluded that there is strong evidence showing that the benefits of this vaccine outweigh the potential risks. Individuals who are five years of age and older should receive one dose of the vaccine, regardless of their COVID-19 vaccination history. And children between six months and four years of age should receive two doses if they have not previously been vaccinated with the COVID-19 vaccine, and if they have been previously vaccinated with one or more doses, they should receive a single dose. Steve, it's like we're living in a bad George Orwell movie. It is terrible, I tell you. These and, people. Did you hear what she said? An independent and thorough scientific study. We haven't had an independent and thorough scientific study on any of the CCP virus uh, vaccines, so-called vaccines. There, there was, I, I quit calling them that. that a long time ago. Yeah, there was that Chinese study of the Wuhan lab. That was pretty scientific, right? <laughs> God. Yeah, everybody's had to Randy, backtrack on I'm that. I'm going to have to go, but I, I wish you and your family the very, very best at this very difficult time of year for you and your family. God bless you, sir. I appreciate that very, very much. Have a wonderful weekend. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Not a bad way to start the show. Steve's line is open, 303-696-1971. We, I just love you guys. I mean, the the way people have taken care of me and my family and, you know, folks outside of, obviously, the 710 KNUS audience, but um, you guys are the real deal, and it means an awful lot. And uh, I don't know, probably don't say it enough. You know, we all get caught up in our own bull crap and, and just plugging along from day to day. But um, good people wrapping their arms around you makes all the difference in the world. 
And, uh, and there is light at the end of some of these darkest tunnels. And so anybody who's going through that, it's been kind of interesting. And I'm definitely not going to stay on this topic, but since it was brought up right at the start of the show, thanks a lot, Alexa. Um, when you're in this situation, you know, uh, uh, a widower or a widow, you find yourself in life situations where all of a sudden you're coming across people who are going through the same thing or have gone through the same thing. And it really is amazing how I was always different from my wife. Those of you who knew uh, Tana and followed her on social media, so many did. Um, she talked about everything. I always was kind of the private one and like, eh, okay, you know, if that's what you want to do, but it really pays to do that a lot because uh, in a lot of circumstances, because you'll get some of the greatest advice or the greatest perspective or the, a different kind of support than maybe what you needed or wanted or thought was coming from the conversation or maybe had no expectations at all. And by being willing to open up, uh, be a little more sensitive, a little, you know, be, be honest about where you are instead of always putting on the, the smiling face and the brave heart. Um, it's amazing what can come back your way. So we're going to get out of that. I know it's the holidays and many people are working hard to get through. I, I just think we have to take every opportunity that we can to what's the, what's the song that I've been hearing a lot the last couple of days run until the sand runs out. And that doesn't mean, you know, I've got to fill every minute. I've got to have every kind of activity and regiment my day and, and, you know, divide my 15 minute segments to make sure I'm mad. It just means, man, life is precious. Time is short. So why screw around? Anyway, we'll get back to your calls. We're going to jump into the usual topics of this show when we return from our very first break. Good to be back with here. <laughs> good to be back here with you on Wake Up with Randy Corporan, 710 KNUS. Guys are paying attention. Text message just poured in. By the way, if you're new to 710 KNUS, first thing you have to do is download the 710 KNUS app because with that app, you can instantly text right here into the studio awful lot of fun to go back and forth sometimes get into you know diatribes with people and and wars uh, sometimes some radical leftist kook will start texting and we have a little bit of fun with that but um, just a great way to interact instantaneously and uh, and george in westminster says i love white bird glad that you're playing it again so clearly george is paying attention in my now, you know, occasionally every other week, whether I feel like it or not, coming in to do the show like things have been over the last few weeks. Um, two weeks ago when I was here, I was really in this It's a Beautiful Day phase. That's the name of the group. That's the name of the album that they did back in 1969. And I promise I was getting so much positive feedback from the songs we were playing. We did a bunch of uh, pieces of the White Bird song. I said, you know, we're not done yet. And so... We're not done yet. That's the last of White Bird for uh, this round of playing with It's a Beautiful Day, but we've got a lot more of that for the end of the show comes, and I hope you like it. Uh, another text here. Six months of age and older. Sounds like the left has come up with a new way to perform abortions all the way up into older people. Yeah, it is terrifying how they just literally seem to want to kill people off, you know, 
the, too many people on the world. We've got to make sure that everybody's freezing and doesn't have energy and can't afford to eat and reduce population through viruses and so-called vaccines and all kinds of crappy garbage health advice. And uh, it is pretty darn scary. If you weren't here during the first segment, we played a clip from the Health Canada's chief medical advisor where the new the newest covid vaccine six months and older you should get a shot whether you've had prior covid vaccinations or not and if you are six months old or older you should start with two shots and she promised you that the new vaccines the newest vaccines have been independently and thoroughly uh, scientifically vetted and studied and you know that's just a flat-ass lie i mean we have had Vaccines that uh, most of the people that I know and people in my family are willing to take are vaccine, polio, things like that, that were tested for a decade before they were injected into people, uh, except for, you know, people who were volunteering and, and taking the risk to, you know, try and do good for people. They've been around for decades now. We know what consequences there are, although, you know, people do scratch their head about all of the incidences of um, ADHD and Down syndrome that seem to be on the rise. And, uh, you know, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not making those correlations. But how terrifying that they want you to inject those things into your babies. Many of you know, grandchild number five was born on October 18th, uh, our first girl. And at her, I think it was her two-week visit, they had multiple vaccines they wanted to stick in that little, tiny, bubbling baby. And one of them was brand new. The nurse even told my daughter that, well, it's not really tested yet, but this is very important to give to a child uh, because it'll, it'll, uh, it's there to prevent RSV, which is a horrible, horrible, um, you know, bad kind of flu, cough, bronchitis, all those things combined. And my daughter, you know, when it was first suggested, she said, well, you know, is it safe? And, and the nurse literally admitted, well, yeah, we think so, but it really hasn't been tested that much. So they're not even telling parents unless they ask that this stuff is brand new. And sadly, the baby actually did get RSV, but uh, but she's fine and made it through and no more of these uncertain or horrible, uh, just terrible, terribly scary, the long-term consequences of some of these unknown so-called vaccines and treatments that they're sticking in people. If you're a longtime listener of the show, you remember Denver police officer Jose Manriquez. Um, when I was representing the Denver Police Department in Denver District Court and the um, we were trying to stop them from forcing Denver police officers to get vaccinated with these untested, untried CCP virus, so-called vaccines. Uh, we were in court. I w walked in with a healthy cop and uh, was representing a, a group of them at that time. And, you know, we were cut off at the knees right there at the district court level. The judge said we didn't even have a hearing. The judge just said, look, you've got to go through all of the administrative processes to try and stop this first. So that was disappointing. But when we came out of the courtroom, Fox News was standing there and uh, somebody had come in uh, who could barely walk, young, strong, determined young man. 
and he was a police officer, Jose Manriquez, and he he had to lean up against the wall, use a cane. It was just miserable to watch him uh, come in there. And he told us that his story, basically, that, you know, he had a wife and four kids and had to work overtime at the police department, had to do security jobs, all of those things, needed his health to, to take care of his family. And so even though he had had COVID the year before the year that COVID really hit, he'd had it, gotten really sick, but strong, running into the fire, you know, the 90 plus percent of people that never had anything other than a nasty stretch of, you know, flu-like symptoms with COVID-19. But in spite of it all, Denver police insisted that he take the jab and on the way home. He, and he's been on this show. I'm not telling anything out of sorts. I'm not telling uh, attorney client or medical secrets of any kind. Uh, heck, we were on Fox News uh, morning drive, Fox and Friends with him right from my office. So uh, this is more to, as a reminder to regular listeners and information for newer listeners that the damage, the consequences of this garbage has been going on for a long time. So he gets the jab, and on the drive home, the pain becomes so intense, he has to pull over. Legs, knees are burning. They get him home, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And by the time we had that court hearing, it was probably in this little, been a little while now, so I could be off on my timeline, but probably two, three weeks maybe uh, since he'd had the jab, literally could not walk on his own. So... After that court hearing, uh, Fox and Friends wanted us on the next morning, uh, me and my client, that is, not Jose. And so they went to my office, and you know, the, you, it was so miserable. You had to be there like 3.30 in the morning so they could set up the cameras and the lights. Because, you know, you're on primetime mornings in New York, so at Eastern time. So we did our interview, maybe, I don't know, seven, eight, nine minutes, Fox and Friends with Ainsley Earhart. And my client at the time, and we talked about the case, and I just happened to mention that, you know, as horrible as this is for healthy people, and, and my client was determined he wasn't going to take it, he was going to leave the job before he was going to inject what I believe is poison into his body. Um, but I mentioned the, the, the sad story is a man like the one I met yesterday at the court hearing, Jose Manriquez, who now after having COVID, after surviving COVID, so naturally having all the natural antibodies and, and being able to fight it off himself, as most, if not 90, you know, that it's, what, 96, 90? I haven't looked up these numbers in a while. 97, when I was doing Bandamere litigation, we were looking at COVID numbers. 97-plus percent of people were not dying or having serious health problems when they got COVID. You could parse out the ones that were. People with prior conditions, people who were much older, didn't, you know, their systems were broken down, people who were excessively overweight or just in, for other reasons in bad health, they were at risk. But the vast majority, you and I were not. And I know there are exceptions. There are always exceptions and they're tragic when they happen. But this guy in his thirties, I mentioned uh, when we were on Fox and friends, you know, it's the real story. He can no longer tuck his little girls into bed because he can't carry them into bed. I guess he can tuck them in, but he can't, he can't pick them up and carry them. And so it turned into what became a, a familiar outcome for some who had adverse reactions to the COVID jab. 
Julian Barre disease. I think that's the proper pronunciation. And, you know, I've lost touch with him. Uh, he wound up, uh, well, I won't talk anymore about that. Um, I Last time we talked, he sounded like he was doing better. He wasn't all the way back, but it did sound like, you know, there are treatments for Julian Barre disease. And anyway, it's just such a terrifying disaster. And now you don't see it all the time. Uh, and you, But I've seen even on Newsmax, which is where I usually watch most of my news these days, even just in the background, just seeing the headlines scroll by, you still see the CDC, you know, get your COVID shot, get your updated garbage back in your system. How many people have we talked about, have we read about who died after doing that, who had terrible consequences, who had strokes or mini strokes, uh, and some who've come back fairly well, but... Why would you do that unless you were one of those high-risk individuals? And now in Canada, they're pushing it on this new, newest version, the latest rendition for a disease that seems to change about every two or three months now. They're pushing it on your kids. And uh, maybe just uh, I think what I had planned to do originally was play the Canada version and then play for you the latest from the CDC about virtually the same thing. So let's do that. We'll do Canada again. Today I'm here to talk to you about Health Canada's authorization of the new Moderna Spikevax COVID-19 vaccine targeting the Omicron XBB 1.5 subvariant. We've authorized this vaccine for people six months of age and older. The vaccine was authorized after an independent and thorough scientific review for safety, efficacy, and quality. After assessing all the data we've concluded, that there is strong evidence showing that the benefits of this vaccine outweigh the potential risks. Individuals who are five years of age and older should receive one dose of the vaccine, regardless of their COVID-19 vaccination history. And children between six months and four years of age should receive two doses if they have not previously been vaccinated with the COVID-19 vaccine. And if they have been previously vaccinated with one or more doses, they should receive a single dose. God almighty. I haven't seen results on these so-called vaccines where the benefits outweigh the results, except for those very limited few percentage of people that I talked about a minute ago. So, of course, creepy, sleepy Joe Biden has come up with a new director of the CDC because the, the last one became such a laughingstock that she had to step down. Her name is Mandy Cohen. And here's the latest from your Center for Disease Control. Get your updated COVID and flu vaccines and your RSV vaccine if you're over 60. It's not too late to get vaccinated if you haven't already. And use additional layers of protection, like avoiding people who are sick, washing your hands, improving ventilation, and wearing a mask. And if you do get sick, I know it's hard, but stay home so you don't spread germs to others. And get tested so you know what you have and you can get treatment. Yeah, make sure you wear that mask. Mm-mm-mm. It is so bizarre to travel around the country and see people masking up their children, young, healthy couples, babies in strollers, maybe not babies, toddlers in strollers, masked. And, and that was happening in August, in September. It's a political statement. I am just sure of it for so many people. And, you know, I under, I try not to judge. It's really hard because you just scratch your head and you wonder how many truly stupid people are there in the world 
there may be some who have a special health condition or, you know, can't afford to get, you know, any kind of a disease or what. And I understand that. But God, it was so insane during the, the hot times of the CCP virus. And remember what it was like to be unmasked? Remember the pressure that you'd get? I, I wore it as a badge of honor. I'd go to the airport and I would have no mask. I would walk. I would refuse to wear a mask. I remember one time this big, fat Chicago cop chased me down on one of those. What are those things called, John, the, that they, they're upright and they're on two wheels and se- Segway, exactly. Dude was hot, man. He was coming hard and heavy. And he was a big, badass dude. And he comes up and says, sir, sir, masks are required in this airport, sir. And I nodded and I said, yeah, thank you, officer. I I understand. I appreciate that. And he took off. I just kept walking. I mean, I wasn't going to, what's he going to do? Arrest me? And then, of course, you had to wear a mask to get on the airplane. So I had the good stuff, man. I had the red Make America Great Again hat and the big, fat, you know, Trump mask on. And um, this was before the election was, um, well, some people might say were stolen. I wouldn't want to do that because, you know, there are defamation lawyers out there. But, uh, yeah, it was it was fun. And the thing I loved is I will almost always sit near the front of the plane and try and get an aisle or a window seat and not be stuck in the middle between people. I just loved uh, when I was sitting there in my Trump gear, flying out, for instance, to the Christmas party at the White House, the, the last Christmas of the Trump administration, all the people that would come in in their, you know, in their masks with their poor little kids masks and give me a nod or give me a wink or just kind of covertly a little thumbs up, you know, and you just knew that in spite of what the media tells you, um, there's a hell of a lot more of us than there are of them. So stay strong out there. And, of course, you know, not a doctor, not giving medical advice, but please, 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 as the propaganda ramps up, do your homework. Assess your own risk factors. I hope, I pray that you have a doctor that you trust. Hard to Just like lawyers, it's hard to find doctors now who aren't pretty wrapped up in the left-wing view of things. And, and it factors into what you hear. And I've experienced this myself, been through a couple of doctors uh, recently based on that same issue. Um, But man, protect yourself and please think twice, three times, 10 times before sticking that, what I believe, not a doctor, poison into their arms because man, there's evidence out there that some of the stuff that goes on inside your veins, the the long, the stringy, oh, don't get me started. I know we got to take a break. Let's just do that. Phone number here, 303-696-1971. We still haven't really gotten political, but I'm just getting warmed up. So you stay right there here on 710-KNUS. It's more from the 1969 album, It's a Beautiful Day, by the group It's a Beautiful Day. And apparently it is resonating with folks from Textland. Also love It's a Beautiful Day, White Bird, part of my teen years. We listen to that over and over again. Susie writes in, me too, Susie. I I don't know why it's in my, it's really been interesting, the progression for me with music. Um, And I am convinced that the cell phone, 
is absolutely monitoring what I'm doing, what I'm saying. We, I was on a national election integrity call, those weekly calls that I've talked to you about. may talk a little bit about the last two um, sometime tonight before the show is over. But Dr. Robert Epstein was on, um, and we went long. We went like 45 minutes long, which they just simply never do on these calls because of the important information that we were getting from him. And uh, I'm glad I mentioned that because there's a website that I'm going to find for you that you will absolutely want to check out. We will get to that uh, sometime later in the show. Text messages are pouring in on my phone. People are worrying about my arm. So let me just tell you that story real quick. Um, and thank you, of course. But I it just had surgery on my arm. It was planned. It was no big deal. Um, it's just a pain right now because it's like a club. It's completely, not completely useless, but I... Uh, Got home late from the office, had an appeal or something. It was deadlined, and so I was late and tired and had this great plate, hot plate of leftover food. And it had rice and vegetables and red peppers and sauce and all kinds of stuff on it. And, man, and I, oh, and I still had work to do, too. I, had, I was trying to keep myself pumped up, so I was just going to start eating and get into the, the next thing that I was supposed to draft. Pull that sucker out of the microwave and walking over to the bar where my computer's set up and where I'm going to sit and eat. And as I started to lift the plate up to set it down onto the bar, my club hand just knocked it flying everywhere. The wall, down the furnace vent, all over the carpet. So that kind of stuff is a bit annoying and uh uh, I'll be glad when the casts and everything come off pretty soon. But I am absolutely fine. This is minor in the scheme of things, so please don't worry. Wrap up Susie's text here. So happy you and your family are getting through the holidays, honoring her memory, starting new traditions one day at a time. Last Wednesday, the mortuary where uh, it, you know took care of Tana's services and everything, uh, they had a an annual gathering. They do a pre-Christmas gathering. And I was really unsure about going, you know, I, I walking inside that building and all that, uh, I've been back to chair the chapel, Dixon chapel. That's where our grief classes were. And every time you walk in, you just, you know, it's like getting a gut punch. And so you get used to it and you just get ready for it and you just, you know, move, move on and move through. But going back, I was not real excited about it. Kids said, they weren't sure at first. And I said, well, let me know, you know, what you want to do. I need to let them know if we're coming. And the next day they said, yeah, we want to go. So don't know what to expect. I I basically put my funeral clothes back on because it's just the way I felt and what I wanted to do. And um, But we walk in there and there's this harp. It's at the same room where Tana's visitation was, where many of you uh, came to that. I still haven't done my hundreds of thank you cards. I'm kind of embarrassed about that, but maybe during the the winter break since we're closed for a week. But anyway, um, harp is playing. There's this pond. Everybody's lighting a candle for their loved ones, setting it into the uh, to the water to float around. And this wonderful woman, wonderful woman's there who gives the message. Um, and of course, some familiar faces, the people who sort of got us through. Um, all of the steps it takes when you are trying to deal with uh, the final services and things for a loved one. A lot of people who showed up, uh, a lot of different stories, sisters, moms, dads, husbands, uh, one woman who'd lost her husband just a month ago, 
was there. But, and of course there were tears and we got a chance to get up and share. And I was so proud of the kids because they shared. Um, I shared in between the two of them and, and in between some others that went up. Um, and, and it's, I have learned that talking about memories, traditions or whatever is always, uh, a good thing. There's some release in that, some relief in that. Plus, again, you find other people that you sort of associate with and affiliate with, and you can allow your sympathies to help ease your pain and, you know, some of those kinds of things. But point of it is, since we're all heading into the holidays and depression and suicide is, you know, high on people's lists around this time of year, sadly enough, um, the whole message was about traditions. And I mentioned early in the show that, you know, me and my kids, we're just getting the hell out of Dodge because nobody wants to, I, I know the kids have put up Christmas trees and lights and stuff because they have children. My house is dark. It will remain dark this year. Um, just not in the mood for any of it. But the message that I walked away with, that, would, that all of us walked away with, uh, and I'm sure everybody else, the people I talked to afterwards, um, besides my kids, all felt, you know, inspired by it is, the importance of those traditions of establishing those things. People were talking about their grandma or their great grandma who used to, you know, was the only one who could cook the perfect Cornish hen or the perfect Italian something Christmas cookie or whatever. And, uh, and how as a children, you know, they watched that they were around that. And now they're carrying on those traditions for the, their kids. And it was really driven home to me how much, those kinds of memories and those kinds of histories can carry you through when you run into, you know, the most devastating stumbling block that you can imagine. So, um, you know, keep those traditions alive and we will be starting next year. I have no doubt with new, you know, incorporating old into new and adding to them new Christmas traditions moving forward. But, um, those are the things that we as people hang on to getting together, eating good food, singing familiar songs, the trees, the, the presents, the, the kids, the, and how many little kids have you bought a $30 present for and watched them rip into it. And they, and their cousins or brothers and sisters or buddies spend the rest of the day messing around with the boxes, you know, the, the, they're putting building forts out of the boxes or whatever. Uh, but it all matters. It's all so very important. And I guess I keep coming back to that because that's sort of the tenor and the taste of the texts that are coming in. Uh, yeah, George says, yeah, I don't suppose they're having the mask thing and the shot thing push just because it's an election year, do you? Hmm. Don't you wonder what's in store? Donald Trump leading the pack, dominating no matter how many criminal charges they try and throw at him, no matter what the uh, Republican wannabes, the the four who are still standing, were standing on the debate stage. We're going to play some of that audio next hour. Uh, no matter what they throw at him, his Biden's approval, what did we see? 37%, I think, he was at today. Unbelievably low for a president around the holidays with, you know, decent... Uh, employment numbers showing up and and uh, a war going on with our ally Israel and and Biden is in the tank. Trump beats them all. 
So, of course, they have to come up with other things. We're on to many of the Democrat shenanigans when it comes to elections and election engineering. You know, if you don't like election fraud, if you don't like election steal, we're on to them. We're ahead of their game, or at least we're interfering with their game in battleground states all around the country. 70 plus lawsuits the Republican National Committee has going on as we speak. 90 lawsuits they were involved in last cycle. Some big, big wins for the RNC. I know everybody hates the RNC. But, uh, yeah, there, there's going to be all kind. I can't begin to know, or it's hard to even imagine what all is going to be thrown at us if Trump emerges from, uh, you know, from Iowa, New Hampshire, the battleground, the initial, um, initial primary states, and continues to just surge ahead. So I think George's point is very well taken. Yeah, Trump 2025 rolling in. Um, and then I mentioned earlier in the show the lefties that occasionally show up. And I know we got calls. We're going to run out of time here, but we will get to calls uh, most likely on the other side. But uh, this is apparently lefty Tony from Denver, not because he had the courage to identify himself in his text to me, but because I can scroll up and see other texts that Lefty Tony from Denver has submitted. So we'll give you a little context about Lefty Tony from Denver. By the way, Tony, 303-696-1971. Be happy to make room for you here. But here's what he said. Uh, I guess this was on Thursday to somebody. must have been to George Brockler, given the time. I'm not sure that without a conviction, Trump can be ruled as an insurrectionist. Wow, brilliant point. Tony, I just scratch my head wondering what the heck Republicans are thinking, even allowing him to run. Are they even listening to the things he says he'll do first? Nobody that believes in our Constitution should ever support someone like Trump. Wouldn't you like to know lefty Tony's from Denver's voting history? Wouldn't you like to inquire of his position on some of the policies that people he has probably enabled into office? Communists, Marxists, power-grabbing nut jobs. Wouldn't you love to know who he's supported along the way? But here's what he had to say, say to me. We've played twice on the show tonight the Health Canada Chief Medical Advisor, Dr. Supriya Sharma's advice to get those babies jabbed. If your child is six months old, they need two doses. One will not do it. They need two doses. And he says, the official from Canada sounded reasonable and intelligent. You, however, sound crazy as F. Now, John, I wonder what the F stands for. Hmm. Forget about it. Okay, I like that. Yeah, that, that, uh, that sounds pretty good. So, Tony, I know there's a line open. The phone number is 303-696-1971. Would love to welcome you on to Wake Up with Randy Corper. All right, we have mumbled and jumbled our way through the first hour. We're going to get into some more serious politics for the final two hours of the show. I promise we will grab some of your calls, so don't go anywhere. And I'm going to give a very proper thank you to my good buddy, Dr. Matt Dunn, when we return here on 710 at KNUS. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.